welcome to the very first Crystal to Join and Pineapples and Thorns Holiday Special, a.k.a. episode 98 for C2J and episode 46 of Pineapples and Thorns. This special will be released on both pod streams for your listening enjoyment. With us for this clashaganza are Carl and C-Note from C2J and Peter and Fado and myself from Pineapples and Thorns. Welcome, guys. Howdy. Thank you. Hello. Hope everyone's ready for the holidays. No. <laughs> Carl? Yes, question mark. I mean, after hearing C-Note's story, <laughs> I feel like I'm doing pretty good and can't complain about anything. Yeah, pretty much that puts everything everything else that we might be complaining about mm-hmm. to rest. So, of course, C-Note has no heat tonight. So if he disappears from the show, it's because he's dealing with that. He's, uh... Just think of me when I have icicles on my eyebrows. Uh, you'll 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 be like your uh, favorite Star Wars character of all time and feel what it's like to be locked in carbonite, you know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so let's just dive right into the winter update. What do you guys think of the defense nerfs now that you've played with it? Um, well, I could tell you that um, it is it is really interesting to. I don't think it's changed the way anyone has played just yet. It's kind of new. Like I think the monolith thing is helpful for sui stuff or trying to open with heroes um but still that it it just takes so much damage off of your tanks and your king and your queen it's just it's still a beast right it's still so critical to get as cheap as you can yeah like personally i I haven't noticed huge impact of the monolith uh being nerfed i think if they decrease the range that might perhaps impact more but right now it's still pretty overpowered yeah i mean give it the range of like an archer and we're good (laughs) an archer power archer oh just an archer an individual archer yeah the only time i've heard somebody really talk about it is uh all the players that are really 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 good at queen charge they said that they've noticed a difference like those ones that are like queen charging those center town halls with double poison to the core like that type of thing they say it's uh, a little bit easier it doesn't quite punch as hard but other than that uh, everyone i've talked to said that they haven't uh you know tangibly noticed a difference while playing and and the poison towers i haven't noticed any impact on those at, at all i'm trying to be braver with my super archer blimp even if i do see double poison towers i'm still giving it a go just only landing one poison tower kind of get them I, I can't say that they're living any longer or doing any more damage. I, I can't really tell. I usually bring a heal in that situation and then forget to drop the heal. So they all die <laughs> one way or another when I don't want them to. But does the heal even like help with, Absolutely. with poison filters? Really? Yes, okay. it does. Uh, I haven't spe- tried that. Against one, two? Uh, I haven't tried it against two. But that sounds like a me kind of thing to do. I'll have to try it and see. And what about the super miners and ram riders? What do you guys think of those? So, uh, I I don't I don't usually do like the seasonal troops only because like they're not permanent and it usually takes me about three to four months to figure out how to use any single troop. So forget it, right? You know, I just don't do it because it's not around for long. And I, I I say that not I don't begrudge anyone who does use it. They look cool as heck and they're they're a lot of fun and like the event stuff I'm doing. Um, Super miners, boy, we're seeing some pretty killer attacks in Red Thorn with them. So it's making me think, um, 
you know, I need to, I need to try that. I need to work on that. Um, because, you know, super minor hybrid is still really strong. I mean, it, I mean, still, it, it is really strong from what I'm seeing. I think Shandon was uh, doing a super minor hybrid and he's been tripling left, right and center with it. Killing it. And same with vodka soda. Yeah. He was really doing well. And I think he's now switched to the Ram Riders. He's really enjoying those. They're an interesting troop breaking down the wall in their first attack. It's interesting. Yeah. Zeno, how about you? I say all we need now is super hogs and it's just a super attack. <laughs> that would be super. Carl would be happy. Merry Christmas, Carl. I know, right? That would uh, that would be really interesting if they took that as a template to make the the super hog. But I would love it if they kept the wall break ability because it's helping out, not have to worry about sneaky walls as much. I don't know if you guys have noticed that there's been some pretty amazing base designs with the sneaky walls where your wall breaker is just hitting the wall on the outside oh, yeah. with all the gaps, and the ram rider kind of fixes that a little bit running to the first defense. So I think that that would be a a nice counterplay. Now, Carl, have you switched out your hogs for the Ram Riders? Because I know you like to do your mm-hmm. Kelly Donut hog, mass hog rider attacks. Uh, yeah, I've done a whole bunch of the mass Ram Riders. I think that uh, my brain didn't calibrate to how tanky they are, so I use my heels way heels and tone way faster, like like pretending like they're regular hogs. And you can wait forever just because they're like so tanky. So you can wait for they get them to the, you know, second level before you even need to worry about a spell or a tome. But they're they're pretty neat and uh, they're like the most amazing. I know that C Note talks about this with the Royal Champion um, and the Phoenix, where it's like it's a backup plan for the Town Hall. The the Ram Riders range is like the most amazing backup plan for the Town Hall for it to be able to shoot the Town Hall and run away out of the poison. It's uh, Pretty great. Uh, yes. Yeah. And what about um, they brought us a, a new Christmas base scenery or holiday scenery and a new Royal Champion skin. Did anybody did you buy, buy the scenery? Those? I did. Did on you? My main. <laughs> it's amazing. But that's my opinion. I bought it too. Yeah. Samesies. I did not buy the Royal Champion. This yeah, is ginger... a little bit too pricey. Yeah, the gingerbread yet, thing. Cat. <laughs> but I did also go back and I noticed that you could go back and buy some old sceneries that you might have missed. Ah. So I went back and I bought the ninth Clash anniversary, you know, that one with the, all the stages with the party wizard on it and everything. So I went back and bought that one. I'm surprised you didn't have that one to begin with. What was going on there? I don't know what I was thinking. I never bought it. I thought, oh, I'm not going to get this. And then I regretted it ever since. <laughs> So I was really happy to see that it was mm-hmm. available. And was it the same price or was it a discount because it's old? Uh, or was it a premium because it's old? Well, it was in Canada, it was nine ninety nine. So I'm not sure what the American price was. Probably like six ninety nine or something. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's like they'll always show up as being available or if it's just kind of cycles yeah. through and pops up once in a while. Yeah, just a Christmas thing maybe. Yeah. 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 And uh, in the update, they also gave us new goblin map levels. Has anybody tackled those? No, no, I have not tackled those at all. I'm too busy, like, either getting war attacks in or raiding. So I I tend to forget about it. I mean, it's really not something you've done since, like, what, Town Hall 10? So Yeah, because, I mean, you do get loot for it, right? So Yeah, I just, I, I don't, for whatever reason, put that in my mind that I can get loot from that. I just, I forget about it. 
I'm still sketching out the first map, so um, <laughs> just don't spoil it for me. <laughs> uh, Make sure you get approval on that plan. Right. <laughs> Not that you should prepare for retirement and unretirement, because we can't all be like C-Note, but I usually save the goblin maps <laughs> just in case I retire and I come back and I need some loot to start out because all my loot's gone. Gotcha. So <laughs> I save <laughs> goblin maps for that uh, rage quit and come back in two years when I, you know, regret quitting the game. Interesting plan. <laughs> what about to the new clan capital defenses and the troops and that new district? Has anybody played around with those? Uh, I think I attacked someone that had like that minion thingy on the skeleton park what skeleton peak skeleton park i don't know i watch mm -hmm. it it was a neat effect <laughs> but uh you know i'm not i'm just kind of spam get my gold upgrade something and get the heck out with capital at the point at this point in time yeah i ran into that reflector on one attack and i thought that was pretty cool because you drop your your sneaky archers right <laughs> they're shooting at this thing and nothing's happening so I had to drop something a little tankier to get take it out. So, I I feel like this was the I'm usually uh, very like supportive of Supercell. I think that their balancing in general is very good when new stuff comes out, um, and sometimes they over tilt stuff on purpose. Except for the Royal Ghost, I think is super dumb. But this was like the biggest. <laughs> this was like the biggest problem ever in playtesting. The skeleton spell uh, mass. Um, whatever the clan capital Mass wall breaker guys are yeah with yeah. super whiz it was just like literally the dumbest thing that clash of clans has ever done for balancing and i get that people don't care about clan capital as much but it was like a huge mistake and it got nerfed into the ground uh the next weekend actually i think it's just as strong in fact i think they made those ram oh no not ram riders the 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 wall breaker guys from mm -hmm. they die easier so now they don't have to run all the way to a wall to die they can die still uh tanking for the super whiz so it's working yeah, just I, as I, good as before uh, i think it's working just as good okay. yes maybe there's a few less skeletons being spawned but mm -hmm. we probably upgraded the spell since last week so we're probably yeah. right where we were yeah true yeah yeah there was a um i don't normally pay attention to this but i was paging through like what what clans did against us and it's usually what 24 25 26 attacks there was some Korean clan that had 18 attacks to clear oh, bases. Gosh. And so I was like, oh, I got to see this. And it was all that, like, wall breaker, whatever dudes, uh, super whiz. And I was like, this is balling. I was like, this is hilarious. It's complete chaos and everything is down, like, in two attacks. It's like, oh, wow. boy. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, because we've all been busy upgrading Town Hall 15, we haven't saved up a lot of resources to put into upgrades on the client capital. So there wasn't a huge amount of notice for the new level. And so people didn't really have time because it takes you three days to save up anything on the forge. So people didn't really have time to whirl away some, some resources and loot to help with the upgrades. Right. Right. And did you guys buy any of the extra shovels on the deals? I could use them for my blizzard. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I got a free one from the the deal the little uh trader guy mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. so i made one of my new christmas trees permanently movable so that 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 you know my passion for decorating um that that really helps 
I do love that though. That and, and it's about time that they did that so that now yeah, I can rearrange my Christmas trees properly. Do you know how many shovels I've probably used in the many years I've been playing this game? Like how many of those objects are actually movable by now, should be movable by now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. And what do you guys think of the new Christmas tree? See they that? always do a good job of those. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, see. That's okay. No, I, I like it. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think it's nice. Um, I like the little hat, little Santa hat on top. That's a nice little touch. Yeah, they have had some, I don't know, looking back at, my row of Christmas trees, there were some that I thought, what is this? It's so hideous. But hmm. this one is quite nice, I think. Yeah. This... There's one with a metal chain on it that I thought, oh. <laughs> this year, I think, is the year I've seen most about people trying to flex about how many trees they have now that with uh -huh. the, the shovels and whatnot, that they're all lining them up so you can see, hey, look, I got every year's Christmas tree just to kind of show off. I, I feel like that that's happening more this year than it has the previous years. We have serious tree envy. And the wonderful Santa spell that they throw at us every year. Is yeah. that something oh, you I, I brew a bunch of them and look for people with tree farms because I'm not in Legends. <laughs> and then I just like, just, you know, Merry Christmas, dude. And I just dump a bunch of like uh, Santa spells into his tree farm. And that's how I drop trophies this time of year. That's very nice of you, Fado. Yeah. Well, I, I learned it from someone who did it on my tree farm a couple of years ago. When you can't really use them if you're in Legends. I mean, there's not much point because... I don't know, Cat. Three and a Quake take out a scatter, according to uh, what, I, what I've what i found <laughs> by doing those event uh, maps. Just because it works there doesn't mean it works in uh -huh. real life, Fado. <laughs> oh, okay, Cat. If you throw them on life. a gem box, you get the gems. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that works. It works almost like the zaps used to, right? Wink. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Zapping those gym boxes. It's the holiday special. You get like instead of twenty-five, you get fifty for throwing the Santa spells on them. I'm talking about the Clashman's challenges. So each level gives you a different little piece for your special little house on the Capitol Peak, right? Which we didn't really touch on yet. So like now everybody gets a little special little house on the Clan Capitol Peak, and you can decorate it and. In the trader shop, they do have stuff that you can buy for gems. But on the Clashmas challenges, they had this one little piece. And if you collect them all, you get like a little gingerbread house. And uh, did you guys, have you guys collected all the pieces? I have not. I think I'm four for four so far. Yeah. Carl? Uh, I've just been riding the uh, the wave of people moving my house around and then telling me who my <laughs> new neighbor is and then finding out it's C-Note and then C-Note complains to management about how I've been having parties late at night. Uh, so I'm just trying not to get in trouble with the Homeowners Association at, at this point in time. I'm not worried about decorating. I'm worried about getting evicted because of C-Note. Yeah. yeah, I saw... Somewhere on one of our clan capitals that one of my houses was next to someone. And I was like, I'm not sure, you know, that I, I know that player's personality. I'm like, this, this would be a terrible idea in real life, you know, <laughs> and living on my block. It's like shanty town, you know, they're dudes and wife beaters and, you know, stained wife beaters <laughs> at that, you know, the walks aren't shoveled, the grass is overgrown, you know, yeah. Parties late at night would be an upgrade from what my house is. <laughs> Oh, and uh i'm oh, sorry i'm just like reading i'm reading the live chat here ace is talking um 
So when when you finish these challenges, the grand prize is a shovel. So I know everybody's excited about that. Fado in particular. Ah, he's speechless. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, overall this year, like, do you remember the Christmas last year? We got it seemed like uh, way better deals where there was like they weren't all free, but they were like heavily discounted gems. It just felt like mm-hmm. all the stuff last year was like like banger after banger after banger, as the Aussies would say. And then this year, it feels like it's like really anticlimactic. And I and I noticed a few people on Twitch saying the same thing. Like, I don't... Do you think something else is coming up? Or do you think like the gem packs were... Supercell think those were too good, and that's why they're not giving us like as good of deals? It just overall feels like the deals are not quite what we expect um, around the holiday time. Yeah, because I mean, they are giving us that free item every other day or every day in the trader shop but yeah you're right like when they had that week of clashmas specials that you'd get your free item and then there was the discounted stuff right so yeah. i don't know yeah do, it just seems a little flat this year do you think that's just because of the timing on town hall 15 like last year we, we were all max town hall 14s essentially right i think we got maybe a new super troop but there was really what, what was the incentive for a town hall 14 to buy gems so they had to make the deals really good well this year i think a lot of people were geared up to say well yeah i would buy stuff for my town hall 15 if it was a good mm-hmm. deal and so maybe they're making the pot a little less sweet so maybe you buy two or three of those deals in hopes of i don't know generating a little more revenue for supercell i don't know yeah. mm-hmm. when i was surprised that they actually gave us some gems in in the offers like when i saw it i was Kind of shocked when uh, when's the last time they ever gave us gems in any of the the little specials that they give us not often. yeah it's been a while hasn't it yeah yeah so that was kind of a kind of a nice touch and what do you guys uh, think was the update good you know itsu had said that he felt it was the worst update ever peter you know what i really have liked the quality of life with the uh i'm going to call it two-factor authentication for your supercell id you know, we've had some people in Red Thorn that have lost their accounts, like just randomly left. They said, no, it wasn't me. I, I lived in fear of this, right? I've spent a lot of time building these accounts, you know, and the relationships. Now, how would you trust anyone who's lost their account? So this, uh, I'm going to call it quality of life change to, to be able to secure our accounts. I think that was a wicked, great update. Mm-hmm. Dato, what about you? It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, I haven't set it up yet because I'm just lazy. I've been working my butt off lately with real life stuff. Um, And I'm now on vacation to like the second or third of January. So I'm going to get around to that. Um, But by all means, hack away at that like useless ass nine (laughs) on all nine one I got. Yeah, I I am worried that we didn't get a lot of content. And that means that Town Hall 15 like this feel for town hall 15 is kind of what we're going to get for the next i mean what are we at now over a year i kind of feel like we're in for the long haul at this point like i I think that if they wanted to mix something up they would have made more changes or added more stuff not to say that they won't you know still do balancing changes add super troops Mm -hmm. blah 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 blah. but i kind of feel like town hall 15 this is kind of what we're going to get so i I don't think there's going to be a lot of i I think the carl carl they're working on Builder Base 10. Come on. They're working hard on this, right? So toxic. Evidently, yep. But, I mean, usually they do give us, every time they do a little update, they 
give us a few more walls, right? And there was no walls. Oh, no walls. Yeah. Which I know Outlaw was quite upset about. Sorry for the editor, but I think the no extra walls is shitty. (laughs) I've already done my 200. Have you really? I I have nothing to put elixir into. I'm just sitting here with like 22 million elixir. Don't worry, they'll dole out another 50 in the spring update. Oh. They're gonna, hey. they're gonna like slowly roll things out just to stretch out fifteen for us. I think give themselves more time to, to come up with some ideas for for the next updates. How did you farm your wall so fast? I don't get it. I'm not in legends, and I just hammer away with sneakies. Okay. How how many of the elixir upgrades then did you do fatal with like with hammers and things like that? Um, like the warden. You know, the warden was a big one. Um, the gold storages. I didn't hammer. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what else is an elixir upgrade. I like Dark the battle drill. Storage. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I did that pretty quickly. Actually, I did. I think I might've used a book on that early because in case anybody wanted to futz around with a, you know, a max one, um, I had it really early. Yeah. And I guess, um, well, yeah, geez, some of the elixir upgrades at the outset of this are monstrous, right? You got the, the, the camps, yeah. um, the, uh, the one barracks um you were to unlock the e-titan you've got um the siege factory itself right so yeah i guess there was a fair bit early on but once you get past that like it's just walls um because I, I don't know i think some of my elixir upgrades that i had to research in the lab were pretty quick too i might have used some books and stuff on that or hammers mm. i can't okay. i can't remember what true i've i lost control <laughs> i did it so fast <laughs> Beta is out of control. So one thing I wanted to t- talk about here was something that not I haven't really seen too much about, and this is the family-friendly clan option. All the different little, well, there weren't a huge number of sneak peeks, but I don't recall seeing any of the content creators talking about it. They kind of just like slid it in in the little patch notes there. And you used to be able to go in your own settings and you could select you know, if you wanted to filter clan chat. So, you know, if you had a, a young person playing the game and you, as a parent, you didn't want them seeing certain types of language in clan chat, you could select it so it would be starred out, right? Well, all of a sudden now that's gone. And as a leader, you can select the family clan option. If you're an adult clan, per se, you can select that uh, family-friendly clan option, but you can't change it back once you select that. Hmm. And it's the same thing when you start a clan. I tested it. I, I took one of my small accounts and I started a clan. And it starts off as an adult clan. And if you select family friendly, you can't change it back. You know, so, it's a lot It's a lot like the acting industry um, where you don't hear about Jenna Jameson or Ron Jeremy working in adult <laughs> films and then dipping down into family friendly stuff. It just, it just doesn't work like that. So it just happens. I get it. I get it. But but I, have you noticed though? Like in people will say random things in game, and it'll be start out. Yes. And next thing you know, they're they're swearing, and that's not that's not start out. So I really their algorithm is is quite broken. Well, we had a really funny morning in Redthorn when Drugi um, said something. I can't remember what he was saying, but the three words in a row. But I love the word beauty. I love kept getting censored. Oh, I was dying. It was just this row of asterisks. I was like, oh, come on. How? I mean, really? How can you screw it up that bad? Come on now. Yeah. Have you noticed that in in C2J, Carl? 
a little bit. Um, I know that a couple places in Discord, they posted uh, some stuff from Supercell that they're reporting that they're working on the bug. But uh, it, I think that we're kind of used to hunting who the person under the age is to get them out because of people wanting to, to chat freely. So um, I think once we realize it was kind of bugged that uh, everyone kind of is just settling in for the patch. So definitely notice yeah. that definitely is a talk of a lot of Discord servers, but it looks like it's to the forefront for a fix. Yeah, I know uh, Ace just shared something in, in the live chat uh, that it is a, a bug that they're gaming team is aware of and working to find a quick solution as always so hopefully that's sooner sooner rather than later and then what will happen to um whatever a 12 year old that if they're in the clan and you make it not family friendly you make it an adult clan do they get kicked what what happens uh, to those members that's my understanding from the the notes is that if you change it to family friendly and you have people who are 16 or under 16 in the clan that they get booted out of the clan automatically okay so if, if, if all of a sudden you're missing people that's possibly a reason and then we got on the clan capital itsu was also complaining that he's noticed there's been some win trading in clan capital because they've introduced those tiers mm -hmm. right like, i guess aka leagues um I haven't noticed it because we're fairly low down in the standings, but I'm sure up at the top, it's probably a problem. Carl, C2J is pretty OP. Have you noticed anything? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Not in Clan Capital uh, or anything really. <laughs> but I, I think you guys are pretty try hard there. So. Um, well, we'll get to that in the CWO recap where you guys stomped through and we had the scrap for every star we could. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> who's sweaty there? Um, I I did notice that it just is a continuing problem with Clay Capital. Just like the whole concept of Clay Capital is just I mean, it should just it's just like a mini game, right? Like they should just mm -hmm. consider it a mini game for rewards and not care as much because they're trying to make it serious, but they just started off um you know with a concept that's not similar to, you know, competing in Legends League or uh you know, Clan War League. Like it's not there's there's no there's there's nothing built in that would make people take it seriously enough other than just do whatever you can to grind out every last you know metal you can for self donos or whatever it is it's just they're mm -hmm. always going to be playing the system unless you I, I it's, it almost feels like they need a, if that's the way they want to go which I didn't think it was I thought it was more of a you know a, a reward system and something else you could kind of build up together but if they wanted to make it more try hard they need to like make a whole bunch of changes because it's been happening since day one the win trading yes thing. yes so do you think that their vision for clan capital is to get get it where you have like the clan capital world gosh oh I, so help us <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly think that Clan Capital was made so that younger uh, people will start playing it and uh, mm. and continue on because they'll enjoy the Clan Capital weekend. And then when they're a little bit older, they'll be like, oh, I'm going to take the main village more seriously and then realize that there's some competitive funness to it and then start spending money when they're in college or later in high school. I, I think it's a I think it's a, um, a hook. It's a lure for the younger kids is what I think. But. 
Oh, so Clan Capital is the marijuana of Clash drugs. That's oh like the entry. <laughs> it's the entry drug, the gateway drug. That sounds about right. Okay, let's talk about clan games. What do you guys think? Is it the best clan games in a while or just business as usual? So <laughs> clan games, it's it's still whatever, you know? I mean, especially when a new town hall rolls out, it's important. But that's about it, right? Because, I mean, thinking back to when I had maxed my 14, like, I was doing pretty much the minimum clan games. There was one month I forgot about them completely, right? And it's like I, they've wisened up too, and the and the games are doling out to us. Like I'm not getting a lot of builder-based ones either. That or everyone else is picking them up too quick. I'm usually left trying to figure out how to, you know, I'm sketching a plan to take down a bunch of town hall sixes to get that hundred point one. But mm-hmm. other than that, like there's there's just oh 150 points to use a jump spell to win. Well, the okay, it, and and it, it makes it even more interesting. Like. The games that are available really should depend on where the player is at. And what I mean by that is not just Town Hall. Someone in Legends is not going to be able to clear some of these challenges as quickly as someone who's not. That's true. You know, I mean, some of the challenges, it's just take out three spell factories. Well, that'd be great, but I don't want to just take that out and lose... 40 trophies, right? Right. It, it was interesting right. that they went with the longer clan games, uh, maybe because they yeah. think people have extra free time this go around, but because they could have just given us better rewards and made it the same length, but the extra tiers and whatnot, I think they feel like, hey, you got extra time, why don't you spend it on Clash instead of other stuff? Instead of spending time with your family. Yeah. Like, yeah, going to church. Yeah. That's what I should tell my wife. I'm behind on clan games, clan dear. Games. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can't go. I was skipped the family dinner this this year. You're not in Legends. It doesn't matter. You can do it in that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to jump into the CWL recap, Peter? You can talk to us about Redthorn's experience. So we had, you know, a couple of tryhards. They, I wanted to play in Red, or they wanted to play in Redthorn. So we ended up with 21 people. We ran a schedule because it just was easier. We had, um, we had exactly 42 signups, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we had some people leave. But uh, so that anyway, I had accounts, so I ended up with both my accounts in TGF Rising. So I didn't actually get to watch Redthorn live, but the daily update was, oh, we won again. We won by one. We won by. Well, did they won one by percentage, right, with the lost attack? Mm-hmm. But they managed to muddle through. I think it was mostly the people that wanted to stay in Redthorn were the people that were confident in the attack that they were doing. And the people that decided to leave were the ones that were still kind of finding their way. I'm, I'm thinking of Lolly here. Now, she really has found her way recently. I think she probably will want to stay in Redthorn this month. But yeah, they did really well. The base is held. Yeah, everything just seemed to be... And everyone Licking. was firing on cylinders for some bizarre reason. We uh we started out with a flat tire. You guys were all, you know, fresh motor, all cylinders, you know, oil change, slicks, etc. <laughs> and we had a flat tire that we had to change. <laughs> War one. It was just funny because you guys felt like every time I asked somebody at RT, you guys were like, Oh, we just whooping, we crushing, we slaying, and we're like we are fighting tooth and nail every war down to the wire to try to to try to battle back. So it was just funny how we had like polar opposite weeks 
same result, but but Ace is in charge of the spin time. So uh, oh, it's really his thing, isn't it? A- well, blame Ace. Ace Ace <laughs> is gonna try. We're gonna try to spin with you guys in RT. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be so amazing. Oh, if we so amazing! The same league. That'd be so fun. That would be incredible. C-Note has already called your base, and we haven't even matched yet. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> but there, but there, there is a lot of luck of the draw of it, though. And I'm not saying Redthorn didn't deserve it. But quite the contrary. Like, we had one, I think it was like October or something. We were in Champ 3, or maybe September. And we actually dropped to Masters 1 because we got slaughtered. Um, a lot of, yeah. We had we had a lot of, I mean, t- granted, Town Hall 15 was new number one number two the draw was terrible like there was a couple clans just absolutely rampaging through like no one's business you know just crazy and then we did have that run of uh champs one clans you know cat just kept spinning us in with those (laughs) killers so i think everybody got a lot of good bases right because there was Mm -hmm. just stuff we couldn't three star we watched attacks that could three star i think we learned a lot even though we were getting our butts handed to us day after day I just I couldn't spin a good oh, war in terms amazing. of like giving us a chance to sort of chance. catch our breath. Mm. Right, Carl, you want to take us into 2022, the year in review? Absolutely, yeah. So I I uh, wanted to go back and look at the last year because uh, you know I think we're so focused on Town Hall 15 now and worrying about things like we talked about, like the Monolith and the the Poison Tower. Um, and you know, trying to make sure that we got attacks that we like and that are working well, but we can kind of, you know, recap what we did this last year and kind of look back at how Town Hall 14 will be remembered. And the first thing that caught um, that caught my eye was just it was the year of the drag. We had all these dragon nerfs as they went along, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it to you first here, Peter, because I feel like you were one of the best uh, Skybrid Hydra popcorn attackers that I saw all of last year. And I want you to kind of walk me through like what that whole experience was because there was tons of nerfs for it. Like in January, we got the dragon rider and the super drag nerf because super drags were basically just unstoppable. And then there was like AD buffing and they buffed the Sams and they nerfed the super dragons again. Like it was just a year of slow incremental nerfs for the dragons, but you were just wrecking bases pretty much all year with some kind of form of, of dragons. So kind of talk me through, you know, how you started out and uh, you know, what you thought of the little balance changes as it went. Right. So I, the initial was Skybird, right? With the new dragon rider mm-hmm. uh, and air targeting, thing that wasn't balloons you know was relatively fast relatively tanky was really super duper um i i never really embraced super dragons only because i i'm i i'm a more of a more of a mob mentality you know i want lots of stuff to run over the base and never really felt like i had that with super dragons i i certainly tried them uh but not like uh outlaw or somebody like that who stuck with them right to the end uh, or until Town Hall 15 dropped, I don't, I don't think he ever went away from them. Um, I used to do this, the spam, you know, you could just lay them down on one edge and kind of run the heroes up the side and they would funnel themselves to the center. And then the nerfs came. And then I ended up, ended up mostly with Queen Charge into Dragon Riders. Not even with the dragons, just to get a few more balloons in Dragon Riders, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I wasn't really an air guy up until that year 
looking for change because things like hybrid weren't working. Uh, you and I did a little bit of Skelly Donut Hogs because that was fun and hard to, you know, you had to really scope it out. Mm-hmm. So we had some DMs about that, but I always reverted back to uh, dragons mm-hmm. or dragon riders pretty much for that year. Yeah. And C-Note, you were avidly against air pretty much all of town hall 14 even though you used it just to try to get some extra stars for the clan and whatnot are you going to remember town hall 14 with uh like how op the dragons were and all the the nerfs that they had are you still going to remember uh town hall 14 as the town hall you didn't like because of the air meta i'm going to try and forget town hall 14 so (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't get off the struggle bus the entire year and Mm -hmm. you know i had used ground town hall one through 12 or one through 13 so going into 14 i was not prepared for the air metas that you know everyone was using and and i struggled uh mightily because of it yeah and switching to a different air strat like uh we did the podcasters tour all of us together and uh, I remember Fado doing a lot of Lalo, especially Blizz Lalo. So you were kind of on the other end of the spectrum for the air meta with the uh, with the Lalo. So h- how did you enjoy, basically? I think that a lot of people are going to remember Town Hall 14 for, uh, you know, not only the Dragons, but all the competitive matches just being Lalo after Lalo after Lalo. Mm-hmm. Um, was was Lalo something that you were you picked up before 14 or you just kind of found your stride at 14, Fado? I used to f- have a lot of fun with it at at nine um i didn't have nearly as much fun with it at 10 or 11 um because i turned into a hit up guy at 10 and then 11 just kind of became a fog right but Mm -hmm. no the blizz was fun um i kind of retired and came back and this zap when it was i came back right before they took out the ability to zap uh, the clan castle Mm -hmm. so i was like i loved that like zap lalo that was so much fun um blizzard um yeah i did a ton of it i wasn't super great at it like i'm better at seeing a plan than executing a plan if that makes sense so like i some of that really translates well to 15 because the super archer blimp is really strong to take out you know i mean by now there's so many i mean every defense when you think about it, you go back to like town hall 10 and they introduced infernos 11 they introduced um the eagle and eagle. then later they introduced scatters etc the exploding town hall 12 so mm-hmm. like and by now you're looking at this like god i've been afraid of a lot of these defenses for a long time <laughs> and this one component of the attack can take out a whole bunch of them right mm-hmm. at the outset use your heroes to take out the rest of them and you know away you go so mm-hmm. yeah I, it translates well um and it, it it does explain why i don't do a lot of ground attacks like i was never a go wipe guy i was never a smash guy so and i wasn't much i wasn't very good at hybrid at all um i mean so i i feel like i need to like add that to my repertoire so mm-hmm. well yeah um yeah it translated well i love doing the air stuff um but you know i I think it's time to it's time to branch out because it's not like it's getting boring. The game is still challenging for me, right? The challenge is executing something I see, not so much seeing things anymore. But um, yeah, I don't. I, and those strategies, like Carl, you probably agree. Like Lalo is an unforgiving strategy, right? Errors mm-hmm. in execution cost you big time. Yep. Um, and and that's where I usually stumble. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just. Uh... 
I just got uh, shaded out on stream by a couple of couple of pros for my sloppy Lalo. I was able to queen charge to the core on those double poison anti twos, and so they were like, "Oh wow, that was a great queen charge!" But your Lalo is so bad that you basically just threw away a good <laughs> queen charge. I'm like, "Thanks, guys." <laughs> wow, uh, they're not wrong like this. <laughs> <laughs> Your Lalo sucks. I'm like, okay, well, I'll have to. And I and I went through the blueprint coaches, and I'm like, okay, here's all the coaches, and every single one of them on stream was like, yo, 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 yo. So apparently, I got to get a coaching session from Yo Yo because he's the Lalo god. So there you go. <laughs> Be a late birthday present to myself. So uh, the other thing that I think that uh, will go a little bit uh, forgotten is all the quality of life. I last year the quality of life changes were just unbelievable. And I want to start with you, Kat, because you do a lot of clan management. So, you know, mm -hmm. they, they did a lot with like the clan UI and just kind of making things a little bit easier in that regard, as well as like, I mean, you got to touch on like just something like Hero Extra Life is just absolutely amazing. So kind of, kind of walk you through just looking back at like all these incremental changes that they just did to make the day to day running a clan and being able to sneak your tax in easier. Yeah, I mean... From a clan management standpoint, being able to go into your clan list and look at, okay, well, how many Town Hall 15s have I got? You can sort, you know, yes. by Town Hall level or by uh, roles. So, you know, which co-leaders are in the clan or you can even look and see who is active in your clan. So, you know, if you're wondering if somebody has been playing well you can sort that and at the bottom it'll show you like they haven't played in the last five days or whatever and then you can you know reach out to them and find out if they're still playing the game or something's going on mm -hmm. and so just managing the clan that that's made my job a lot easier mm -hmm. um for the the hero extra life stuff like that i think especially for people in legends that that's a that's a huge quality of life improvement just being able to have those extra that extra life on the hero mm -hmm. so you can yeah. do back-to-back -back attacks yeah absolutely and I, I remember specifically on one of the episodes you guys talked about uh i believe it was you peter talking about just being able to bang out back to back and just how game changing mm -hmm. that was for your legends hits and i think you're pushing two accounts at the time maybe you have to correct yes. me if i'm wrong there no that's exactly right and then you know, it used to be you'd have to wait those sometimes 40 minutes, right? When you're, when your king got right annihilated right to zero, you have to wait and wait. So that was a big change, mostly because I might eliminate, you know, I can play a little bit in the morning. I can get a break at lunchtime, hit again when I get home from work. And then once before bed, and I could always get my eight attacks in once I put my mind to it. So yeah, I was game changing for me, especially with the two accounts. Yeah, and the, the uh, next major thing that Clash did last year was we talked about it uh, earlier, Clan Capital. And C-Note, you have been one of the biggest proponents of saying that the game mode is not great. However, like what did like when they decided to come up with this tease for, you know, it is is game changing and then it came out where it was a whole new mode do you did you think that supercell was taking a different direction where they're going to start focusing less on the main village and kind of add other content to expand the universe or you know just 
the gameplay aside and the game mode aside, just the fact that they were doing something new like that, what did, what did you think of the direction of just, you know, opening the game in Clash of Clans? Well, first of all, I never thought there would be a Ron Jeremy reference on this podcast. <laughs> Second of all, I never thought that we'd be talking about wind sharing with the clan capital. Um, so I'm a little befuddled by both of those. But uh, to answer your question, I felt that at the time there was a lot of clamoring for new content. And it felt like Supercell said, hey, look at the new shiny toy over here as a distraction for um, you know people calling for the main village updates. <clears throat> So I didn't really look at it as like a, a mainstay in the game itself. I looked at it more of a, a distraction to, um, you know, the naysayers saying, we're not getting any updates. What's going on? The game is boring. The game is dying. So they came out with that to kind of appease people and, and get them interested. So, um, but I've always said, it, regardless of what I think of the clan capital, um, you know, I believe it to your point, Carl, of trying to get, you know, the younger generation into playing this game. And I agree with that point. Um, I think it just makes it easier for the lower account, someone that is starting out to really jump ahead quickly. Not that they already haven't already done that with other, um, you know, quality of life changes and, and packages they offer and everything. But, um, you know, you could literally just turn the game on, on the weekends, do nothing else and still maintain upgrading your base at lower accounts. So, um, I do think that's a good idea, but um, overall, yeah, it's just kind of something to do on the weekends. Yeah, and the the next thing I wanted to touch on, and we're we're not going to get into personal opinion on this, but I think we have to touch on it. Where uh, just because of the the world in general, um, Clash of Clans, uh, even though they try to stay out of politics and they're very specific to stay out of like the geopolitical the spectrum. I mean, it did enter like. The, the fact that they yeah. removed the flags says something um, just because of it, it's, it's kind of like the uh, uh, advanced version of, of, of clan chat or a global chat where it, it's a problem that could lure there. It was just a different style of problem. They removed the flags. A whole bunch of people quit clash over supercell support um, of different ideologies later on. So, uh, you know, Fado without tossing in personal opinion here, like, Obviously, last year, Clash touched, uh, you know, whether or not they wanted to, they definitely touched in that kind of arena. Do you think that that's going to be something that just continues to grow as, you know, the video game culture continues to, like, expand across the world and kind of break the, the country borders? You give me the geopolitical question? My goodness. <laughs> I went value. with the smartest person on the pod, Fado, so. Uh, well, I don't know what I've done to... to, to you know get that bar set so high but here we go um first off you know they can they can like in an ideal world they can want that as much as they want but at the end of the day like um you know there are certain things that are always going to overrule something being truly global right um there are regimes in the world that simply say no you can't communicate this way in, in this method and we can completely bar you from doing that um, case in point, China, right? So China, you know, they they have their own Clash server now. Um, I think seem to think maybe did it happen with Russia too? I, I can't remember. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't think that was that was more of like a punitive thing. It felt like so. Yeah, they did kind of. And we we all know 
the Finns and Russians aren't like best of friends. So, okay. Um, it, it, it does, it does kind of suck though, because worlds really isn't worlds anymore. Right. And you know, China had some killer players. They had ridiculous strats that they brought to the table that once, I mean, back before there were friendly wars, before there were CWL, I mean, uh, CW, SCCWL and things like that. Um, we didn't know a heck of a lot about some of the clans, especially in China, right? No one was reaching right. out to them to arrange wars or anything like that. And then you you start getting into a little, as the game evolved, you got to see some really cool things because, you know, holy cow, they're, you know, look what they're doing with E-Drags. Everyone else has given up on them in North America, right? Meanwhile, <laughs> they're smashing things in like a minute and 10 seconds with them. It's like, okay. Um, so it does kind of suck that... You, and whether that's a cultural thing or, or what, but as you, you know, remove, you know, a potential, you know, what, about a billion customers, so-called, you really do lose the ability to, I mean, that's an eighth of the world. You're chopping off like, you know, 13% of the people in the world potentially, and there's a lot of innovation that gets done. So we just completely miss out on that. Um, and, and that does kind of suck, but, it, it is, you know, reality, right? And it's the same, you know, it's kind of the same thing. And I actually see the movement like that. I see that, I see my my opinion, I don't want to get too far into this, I'm not going to editorialize, but my concern is that there's more of that coming and that those aren't just like one-offs. Um, but that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, it definitely brought a lot of, uh, you know, Thing, things to the forefront that maybe uh, Clash of Clans players weren't thinking to begin. I mean, Twitter was all the craziness um, as well with it, and then Twitter became its own pro- like <laughs> a thing of concern. So even the communication tool that was leading part of it had its own uh, complications later on down. Um, but obviously, the big one, Town Hall fifteen, uh, you know, new pets, new defenses, the works, pretty much what we were expecting there. Uh, new color scheme and whatnot. Uh, you know, C-Note, I think you were ready for Town Hall 14 to be dead and buried and never resurrected in C-Note's mind. Uh, now that we've got a chance to play with some of the new toys, is Town Hall 15 everything you bargained for? Uh, I believe it's be careful what you wish for. Because, <laughs> <More laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I exchanged the struggle bus I, I rode for the year of Town Hall 14 and got a limo struggle bus. <laughs> Because <laughs> now I'm, uh, you know, I got the maybe one out of 23 stars of the 14. And now I think my ratio is like one out of 50. So um, still figuring things out. So it's kind of to be continued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Kat, you for you kind of helping manage Red Thorns um, and you guys eventually becoming pretty much a Town Hall 15 only clan is... Is that is Town Hall fifteen and like the difficulty level is does that coinciding a little bit with the decision to be all fifteen or do you think that if you had some mixed breakdowns where people kind of got like an attack off where maybe they could like dip and get the triple and even though it's not quite the same it doesn't have that same frustration factor sometimes as you you know swag your Blizz into a poison tower is is that something to be considered about um, and did that affect uh, Red Thorns going to all fifteens? Well. We were all 14, and I thought when 15 dropped, I thought, oh, well, you know, we'll probably be mixed breakdown for probably at least half the year. 
you know, with 14s and 15s. And I thought that'll be okay. We'll get some, you know, weird wars for a while. But all of a sudden, everybody was Town Hall 15. And so I thought, okay, well, I guess we're an all 15 clan now. But it's, it's, we seemed to be really struggling at first because, you know, people were still just barely upgraded and, you know, other clans you'd match, they had leaped ahead of us, you know, because maybe they had saved up a lot of books or whatever. Um, so everybody was at different levels of being upgraded. So, and, and finding their ways with different attacks and a lot of frustration at first, mm-hmm. you know, people quitting because they were just frustrated with the game. But, you know, we stuck with it and people seem to be, you know, finding their way slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, like Peter mentioned, Lolly, she's still using super bowlers and she's really enjoying them again. She's just crushing bases with them left, right and center, her and Kronk. And other people have, you know, found their way to uh, the super minor hybrid. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You know, so- and, oh yeah. I was just going to say like we had, vs who was killing it in the summer then he was expressing a bit of frustration and mm-hmm. now he's like right back on the horse the super miners have really also invigorated other people so it, it's cool to see like you be around it, it, that's the good thing about being in clans with such a solid foundation you watch these same players go through ebbs and flows you watch them adapt to new things and you watch them adapt their own strategies to new town halls and it like it's just really cool to be in such a mature clan and and get to know these people and watch them go through this watch them handle it and like right now a lot of people are on the upswing so you know it's great to see yeah and uh you know peter have you noticed uh when you're managing uh cwl right now have you noticed that maybe that frustration people want to not go into the the clan at the higher leagues is that something that you're dealing with or are people handling that a little bit you know like maybe like their mental health uh in class a little bit better or are people more apt to be like hey i don't mind you know helping out a different clan at a lower league this go around because last cwl and champs whatever wasn't great for me no absolutely there's people that just don't want the pressure of having to secure the two star against you know base that they maybe don't get to choose you know if you're the last one in on a 15 v 15 you get the base that everybody else went to so yeah definitely i i could look at the signups now i think we're a little bit in favor of rt people want to try that champs too you know there is that competitive fire in rt but there are people Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say there's already nine if there's 15 of rt people nine people that's saying yeah i just need the relaxed war i just want raid medals Uh, excuse me not raid medals whatever those medals are we get from SCWL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's changing. Yeah, definitely. And I feel I feel like that that is, uh, it's almost like a different type of frustration, right? Is where Town Hall 14, it felt like if you didn't have a whole bunch of triples, you were letting people down. And now it feels like if you, even trying hard, if you get a one star, you're like equally, it's like almost like the same feeling, but in a completely Absolutely. 180 feel, right? Yeah, yeah. So what what's like one we'll go, we'll go around the room here. Um, what's like one thing you're really gonna remember if you had to highlight one thing um, through the last year, whether it be Clash of Drags, uh, Hero Extra Life, being able to donate to your own clan castle? Is there something that's really gonna stand out for you uh, about Clash from last year? Um, and and I'll start. 
and I, I think that um, I think that the hero extra life was probably the thing that I'm gonna remember most because I feel like we're taking it for granted now, and it's just yep. the best quality of life for me. So that that's mine, uh, Peter. What do you think for last year? I'm gonna go with be able to donate to yourself. You know, I have a lot of little accounts, and I always feel bad if I'm on a farming binge that you know I just having to switch accounts so much back and forth, back and forth. Rather than let someone else fill them, I can just bang them off myself now. Mm-hmm. Not very. Uh, I, I try to fill other people's if they're there, but I'm I'm content to fill my own. Gotcha. Um, Sina, what are you gonna remember from uh, this last last year? Um, I'm not gonna remember something so much in game. I'm gonna remember ClashCon 22 in Buffalo, getting uh, to meet some mm-hmm. of the some of my friends and some of the people that I I talk to on a regular basis. Getting to meet them, you know, in person was. Uh, was awesome so that's probably what i'm going to take from last year or this year excuse me uh cat what about you um it's a toss-up between the the hero lives and and the self-donate but i think the self-donate is is pretty huge mm-hmm. you know because as you know a lower town hall i can donate to myself max troops for war if i need if nobody's on when i want to hit attack mm-hmm. in war so i, I think being able to self donate is probably my my number one for Clash of Clans. <laughs> There's a Wu posting his favorite moment, which would, looks like it, he's raising his hand at C Note during the podcast. It almost looks like Wu's going to slap C Note. So, <laughs> uh, Fado, what do you remember? It. <laughs> you can remember from last year, Fado. So you know, obviously the the things you guys have are, are great. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a a bit of a of a detour and go with. Queen Walkers winning world champs. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been so fun to watch. And mm-hmm. it reminds me of like, you know, you watch any team in any sport and you're like, God, that team is fun to watch, but they, they can't ever get over the hump. Right. It was almost the same feeling with the Queen Walkers. Like they are so creative and so skilled. And then they would just not quite reach the pinnacle. And they did this year. And my hat's off to them. No, that's that's a great one. Yeah, Queen Queen. I think Queen Walkers are still my favorite team to watch. This their their style is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, we're gonna hit one more topic before we go. Shoutouts and shadeouts, and we'll we'll kind of make it uh, quick here. So, uh, people were kind of talking about the pets, and I want to propose something to the group <laughs> for discussion here. And I'm gonna say that uh, you know, for all the hopes and dreams that we thought about being able to mix and match the pets to uh-huh. you know. I don't think that that's a thing. So I'm going to tell no. you, I'm going to tell you that the Phoenix goes on the King. The unicorn goes on the queen. Diggy goes on the RC 99.99 repeating, of course, percent of the time. And then the warden <laughs> kind of depends an owl for Lalo, you know, maybe frosty. If you want, I, I put the poison lizard on it all the time, sometimes for the LOLs and the memes. But uh, I, I think the warden's the only one that you kind of switch around. Uh, Peter, agree or disagree? Well, you know, I heard it on your podcast first, the Warden with the Phoenix, and because I ne- or excuse me, the King with the Phoenix, never considered it. I have been using it steady for the last week. Boy, oh boy, that King can get some damage done when he's invulnerable at the end. That's amazing. So, yeah, I, I'm, I posted that question because I was surprised that I hadn't really seen that, I guess, when I was watching you know, Itsu or Judo or any of those guys doing stuff. I just, it didn't, mm-hmm. didn't register with me until you said King Phoenix OP. 
Yeah, and uh, Cito, you're one of the few that is a very pro- big proponent of the uh, Phoenix on the RC. So, do you disagree with that pet combo? Hashtag make Phoenix great. Um, <laughs> no, I I, um, I haven't tried that, and I, I'm not going to lie. Hearing you guys talk about that is kind of intriguing. So, I'm going to have to uh, gonna take a rain check on my opinion until I get to use it. But it, it I, I trust in Peter. If he thinks it's OP, then um, I'll go with that. There we go. And I, and I feel like, Kat, you've been one that's kind of been doing a little bit of everything. I feel like when I talk to you, you've done been doing a little bit of ground, a little bit of air. So have you been mm-hmm. mixing and matching pets, or are you settling on a combination? Um, I haven't really settled on a combination uh, other than Unicorn is always on the queen. And I've been using Diggy with the RC, finally Max Diggy. The other pets Woo. are down, always mm-hmm trying to get those ones upgraded but i've been using frosty with the king i kind of mm-hmm. have been enjoying that so i'll have to i'll have to try the the phoenix once i get it upgraded a little bit more mm-hmm. switch that out it, it, the phoenix works at level one it's amazing you get six mm-hmm. seconds yeah mm-hmm. i gotta get it upgraded yeah it, it is pretty interesting how uh you know and maybe fado you can comment on this but i feel like that at first i thought that you need to get the pets upgraded before you swap it out. And now it's like you unlock Diggy, Lassie retired forever. You get the Phoenix level one, like <laughs> Peter is saying, and the Phoenix goes on. The Phoenix is still amazing. Um, is that amazing. something that you thought coming in? Or did you think the pets would be need to be upgraded first before you'd even put them on a hero? Well, I've been, I've been going that route um, for better or for worse. Um, it may not be correct, but... Um, but I think you hit on something really, really important. And that, especially rewinding all the way back to the initial part of this, is that you thought there was going to be mixing and matching, and there isn't. So mm-hmm. what it has done, like you said, Lassie's in the trash heap. Like, that is a useless pet by now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was, sure, when you when there were only four pets, uh, it worked as a tank, I guess, for your um, RC, but now it's just like forget it like there it doesn't have much of a special ability um my phoenix is just a five um which i think it gives me i don't know maybe seven seconds or so yeah so i need to get that upgraded still um but like you said like diggy for sure i'm i'm currently got that maxed on the rc but i'm willing to play um i i can see value on the yak um with Mm -hmm. the king because if you're doing a Sui and you want to save on walls and you can get a funnel, the Yak has a lot of value. Um, and, and you know, it does save you troop space from wall breakers, but it, you also lose the ability to either, you know, freeze up a, an archer tower, mortar, whatever, or, you know, get that extra life at the end with the Phoenix. Um, so I have been... You know, I, I did kind of rush Diggy as fast as I could. Frosty's pretty close, and now I'm wondering, like, I probably picked the wrong one to do second. So Phoenix is five, Frosty is eight, and the Poison Lizard's two. I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of value in that right now. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the lassie of the Town Hall 15 pets so far to me. <laughs> Hot take. <Yeah. laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's hit a little shout-outs and shade-outs because we do have an After Dark today. Uh, ladies okay. first, uh, shout outs, Kat. All right, I'm going to shout out Peter and Magnus because they're always there when I need to vent. So shout out to both of those guys for being there for me. A special shout out to you, Carl. Happy birthday. 
Thank you. Hey, yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And my last shout out is to Fox uh, over at the CFF server. She does so much for the CFF behind the scenes, and I just wanted to thank her for all her hard work. Well, there we go. Peter, how about you? My shout out is when I was going to do this anyway, but Sino brought it up as his memory for 2022. But the uh, meet and greet uh, in Buffalo and getting to meet everybody face to face. I mean, this really has changed what I want out of Clash of Clans, right? I'm now looking for excuses to meet other people. So shout out to everybody that came. I hope everybody can make an attempt to come to Nashville. Kat, I know I need to rent an Airbnb in Fiji to get you to come, but I, it's going to happen <laughs> one day. Uh, I, I think Kronk is out scouting uh, Costa Rica for us, isn't yeah. he? Hey, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a nasty picture, gosh. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, so my shout-outs go to, one, my neighbor Jim. Um, he knows I have, like, a Tonka toy of a snowblower, so he has been bailing my behind out. Um, he's uh, not a listener, so... Sorry. Um, Leo Messi, <laughs> the real goat. Um, fuck it, Ronaldo. Um, he, I'm not sure if Leo's a, a listener, but, but uh, gracias, senor. Um, and finally, of course, to all, um, to all of our friends in Clash, you know, it's wonderful to do a session with you guys. Um, it's great to have all the support of the CFF folks like Fox um, and... Oh gosh! Oh gosh! I'm forgetting the name, and it's going to kill me, Cat. Um, uh, but anyway, all the people who help us, who do the editing, who do the posting, um, and of course to all of the leadership around Redthorn, who, you know, I, I'm a leader, I guess, because I'm funny in chat sometimes. Um, but there are a lot of people <laughs> that do a lot more work than I do to make it the clan it is. Awesome, Sea uh, Boy. Wow! I mean, how do you follow that up? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to shout out uh, Cat, Peter, and Fado for merging with us to do this episode. Uh, excellent idea. Mm -hmm. And uh, to you, sir, um, uh, very happy birthday, uh, even though it was yesterday. But uh, thank you. I wanted to be sure to wish you that and hope you had a great day and mm -hmm. leads into the weekend. Yeah, obviously, big shout out to the PT crew for coming up with this wombo combo idea. Amazing. And then. A little birthday stream yesterday that turned out a subpar workday into an amazing, uh, mm. amazing hangout. And, you know, it it was just all about hanging out and having fun because, uh, let me tell you, our war attacks were absolutely <laughs> garbage yesterday. <laughs> so it was just goofing off and having fun and listening to music and whatnot. But, uh, no, amazing, amazing streams for everyone that showed up for the birthday. Uh, huge, huge shout out uh, to you. Uh that sweet shade cat. I do have a shade out today. Uh, I'm going to shade out people who do not donate before they post their own troop requests. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not an issue in Red Thorn, but I've noticed it in some other clans that I'm part of. You can say our oh, clan, cat. Okay. No. You know who you are. <laughs> I, I know which clan you're talking. I know one of the clans. <laughs> no names shall be. Shelby Deep. Oh boy. All right. Peter, what you got? <laughs> I got nothing. No no shade for no me. No shade? All it's right. Christmas. No Christmas time. Uh Fado. Yeah, Ronaldo can still suck it. Oh. You know, five <laughs> minutes later, he can still suck it. <laughs> at Diva. At Diva. Screw Ronaldo. Um and yeah. Um 
screw Mother Nature and this blizzard. My God. <laughs> My God. We've got about two feet of snow on the ground right now because from last week we had plenty and oh my god but it's a white Mother christmas Mister. you're gonna get a white christmas i could have had a white christmas with two inches of snow not two feet of snow mm. <laughs> all right yeah nah but no like no serious no real serious shade right. no i i love my fellow man uh sea boy so i gave you a shout out i'm gonna have to give you a shade out now oh, i'm sorry brother. carl right. um <laughs> you know as you mentioned earlier, we are neighbors in the, the clan capital mm -hmm. and I'm chilling in my house yesterday mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I hear loud music. Carl went and threw a birthday party at his house in the clan capital and did not invite me. So <laughs> oh, no. I had to smell the hors d'oeuvres from my window of the clan capital house oh, and just sit there and envy as, you know, Carl's partying with a bunch of hot chicks. So, hey, oh, thanks, Carl. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, eventually I'll clean up all those beer bottles off the lawns, you know, and I promise, but, you know, just not today. <laughs> thanks man you're bringing down my property value <laughs> uh i didn't have a shade out either until hero and we recorded their podcast and they decided <laughs> they decided to shade me out and c note honestly because they said uh the c2j top five or list or top whatever list is absolutely garbage because they said that um we just pick our uh our favorites and it's not actually a top which is 100 percent um, untrue because uh, Hero on his top five video games said A Breath of the Wild, which I said that I didn't like, but was good enough to be on a top five list. So that's just proof in point. And then second of all, they went, they said, hey, you know, you need to make objective lists, not just like what your own personal favorite is. And then they made a list of just their video. They did a top five video games list and they're like, oh, we picked these just because we played them the most, which is literally exactly <laughs> what they cheated us out for. So everyone ready to do After Dark? Yes. yes sir. <laughs> Welcome back to Clash After Dark. So we got another top list, of course, because why would I not want to cause more drama between us and uh, the only Clash podcast? Uh, we're doing top three uh, personal things from 2022. It could involve Clash. It could not involve Clash. We left it open to interpretation of how you wanted to do it. So uh, ladies first, Kat, count us down. What's your number three? My number three is I got a brand new phone this year. Oh, so that was a big thing for me. And yeah, don't leave us there. Don't leave us with the tease. <laughs> it was a lovely iPhone 14 Plus, and it's purple. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> 14. All right. Amazing. Uh, okay. Uh, Fado, number three. My number three top thing of this year was a vacation our family took in the summer. We drove up north into the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which for us, uh, uh, Mackinac City, which is the very tip of lower the Lower Peninsula, is four hours north of here. Um, okay. And then we drove, you know, drove up through the Upper Peninsula, went about halfway from the you know from the eastern part of it to about the middle part of it and it was just lovely um when the kids were were well behaved or otherwise distracted it, it truly was lovely and you know I, i'm sure some of you know what it's like to be trapped with warring children in the car or something like that it's less than pleasant but i actually was um getting texts i have actually never set foot in canada i got texts uh from my carrier that welcome to canada blah 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 because we were on a boat about oh. um 50 yards offshore of canada when we were in Sault saint marie um yeah so 
Um, I've still never set foot in Canada, but they thought I was there anyway. So take that. <laughs> uh, Peter, three. Mine is a personal story. I have a I have an ink company. I make printing ink, or I did make printing ink, and COVID was really tough on us. It broke the supply chain. Um, you know, food packaging was still being printed, but basically everything else stopped. Right, consumer goods were kind of left on hold, and uh, a large proportion of um, resources were directed to making Amazon boxes, believe it or not. So this year we reinvented my little company and we're now unfortunately an importer of ink, but I am back making a profit and uh, it's a, it's a big load off my shoulders. It's been a tough couple of years. So that's my number three. All right. Uh, Sino? Well, mine is uh clash related. Um, my number three is uh, Ace Boy joining the C2J clan and hanging with us and staying with us. Mm -hmm. OP member. OP. Absolutely. You guys um, thinking about making him an elder then? <laughs> uh, there's there's a meeting about a meeting to make him an elder, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, my number three is I kind of been wanting to do it for a while and I finally... Uh, waded through all the crypto and all the nonsense that was uh, how horrible and expensive it was to build a new PC uh, through COVID. And I finally built a computer. Um, yeah, all this, all the Ethereum, my God, Ethereum just made everything a nightmare for gamers. So uh, RIP uh, Ethereum dominating gpus and the shenanigans of gpus continue but in other forms so that's great um okay two cat uh, my number two is that i seriously started to adjust my priorities in clash um it's hard to believe but i don't spend quite as much time in the game or on discord anymore i'm trying to find a better balance so that's my number two Okay, that's a good one. Uh, Fado, two. Number two is, um, well, I could I could be a wise guy and say like I'm trying to draw Cat back in, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but really I'm I'm quite proud of the Christmas gifts um, that I have bought for my family. Like there's mm -hmm. some on the practical side, there's some on the creative side, but mm -hmm. um, sometimes uh, you know, <laughs> at my age, you feel like some years you look back and you're like, man, I was just going through the motions that year. Mm -hmm. This year. I there this year will be one I look back on and and feel pretty uh, pleased with myself. Well, that's that's can, great. Can you tell us what you bought your wife? Uh, I don't know if there are doors open, but the no, the okay. one I got better, so better I, not better as not. A, well, I'll say it real quietly then. I'll try it. as a hockey mom. I got her a heated vest, so one of those has like a little USB Ooh, thing. Clever. And it, and it, and it, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Very a great smart. One. Peter, what you got? I completed my i have four children my fourth kid has got his driver's license i didn't die training any of them so that is my 2022 accomplishment okay uh <laughs> living all right Sino, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you got for your number two so i i know i already mentioned this previously but uh my number two is the meetup uh in buffalo uh I'll never forget that, um, you know, you have your in-game friends and, and you consider them friends, but you really don't know until you meet up with them. And I'll never forget, uh, 
you know, I was having car troubles and uh, I was in communication with Hammer and, and Wizard of Woo. And they offered to come to drive and come and get me and drive me back, you know, to Buffalo. So you're looking at like a seven hour drive, you know, total round trip. And I haven't, I had met Hammer before, but I'd never met Wizard of Woo in person. So I, mm-hmm. I was just kind of taken back by that, that they, you know, their generosity of trying to get me to go out there. So um, that's something I'll, I'll take with me for quite a long time. Oh, that's amazing. Um, my number two goes along with uh, the PC, and that's I always wanted to restart. Um, I kind of tinkered with it back in the day, but restart just doing Clash content, um, which has been a, a curse and a blessing. I have been blown away at the support because now there's YouTube streaming, podcast, etc. Um, and I've been getting a ton of support, and it's super appreciated. Um, but with that comes a little bit of flack, so that's been interesting to uh, test my thick skin, as it may, <laughs> with all the flack that comes, uh, comes with putting content out there. So um, it's just been a good experience for me, and it's something new, and uh, it's pretty fun, and we've met a, a lot of new people uh, through said, and it's been been a lot of fun. And I think that we're gaining interest. Uh, you're gonna like this, you know. I think we're gaining gaining interest on the uh, the Clash Lives because uh, you know there's been a few people that we've just you know just can randomly talking about you know either where the you know a state that they live in America or whatnot, and uh, everyone is very keen on a meetup idea. So I think that uh, the sky's the limit on. Uh, you know, getting getting a meetup together, whether or not we want to keep it small or uh, expand it out, but people seem interested, so that's kind of neat. Nice. Um, yeah. Big number one, cat. One. Probably the best thing that happened this year was uh, just making some new friends. Twenty twenty two brought us meeting the folks at C two J, and and we've made some really good friendships out of it. So I'm very grateful for that. That's awesome. Uh, Fado? I know this is going to sound boring, but, you know, literally, like, just getting through this year. You know, I got COVID. I got, I got a, you know, a couple physical ailments that drive me crazy. And, you know, I'm still ticking away. I'm still eager to get up in the morning and do my thing. And, and, you know, it's like, there's no, there's no better feeling than wanting to, get up and attack the day and I'm, I'm not one of those like muscle bound like dorks that is always like making flashy yelly youtube things but i'm certainly like i don't know I, i'm approaching a milestone age and as you are too carl in a way i guess not <laughs> turn 29 mine's a closer. To get i'm not the same <laughs> number yeah yeah my, uh, mine, mine's mine's a little closer to the cemetery than yours <laughs> but, oh my god, but, but oh my god. <laughs> But my, uh, but I'm I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to to spend time with with people I like. I guess like to to give a very I know I'm going on and on about it, but one example is one of the one of the ways I'm trying to fight one of the things that's going on with me is you know I have to get out and be mobile because I have a hip. They think I need to be replaced, but I don't want to yet. Um, and so I would spend a lot of the time when the w- weather was warmer, just instead of listening to music or podcasts. Mm-hmm. No offense. Um, I would just jump into into um, voice, and and it was just so much fun to sit there and and rap with with you guys and with Stormy and Jules and I'm going to and AP. You know, there are a lot of people that would join that, and it would always be a lot of fun. So, 
the friends we made along the way. Yeah. Uh, have you have you noticed that that like is a thing now where someone like before it was kind of like how are you doing today and you're like oh I'm I'm surviving I'm living but now like people are like like we we got through 2022 I feel like I've heard that so much I'm presuming you're you're kind of the same there Fado yeah yeah and bring on 2023 bring on the milestone year oh my goodness gracious i mean we we, didn't we learn that the hard way when 2021 ended we're like how bad can 2022 be and then (laughs) (laughs) twitter twitter got bought (laughs) you know it's just yeah no no extreme world events occurred last year at all to frighten anybody so there you go no um oh yeah i could go sorry yeah peter mine's kind of a spinoff from the uh, meetup in buffalo i rediscovered golf and i have been bitten hard by the bug i'm now taking lessons i'm doing yoga three times a week to get more flexibility i'm lifting weights it's really changed my outlook on stuff so uh that's my that's my number one awesome you find a passion like that Mm -hmm. that's great um okay now it's you know now it's okay my um my number one is is getting my two girls um, Lena and Jada, Lena being a silver lab and Jada being a red fox lab. Um, they they certainly keep me busy, but it's well worth it. I love them to death. Yes. Uh, yeah. So my my number one is is kind of the opposite of Cat, where Cat says she's trying to get a balance in game, vice out game. Um, <laughs> because I think that I've I think I've made the transition where now out of game friends is 50 50 with real world stuff and you know what i'm okay with it if this is where life has taken me i'm okay with uh slowly transitioning to more internet friends than real friends i mean it's 2022 right so and you know covid obviously probably pushed that in the right you know pushed that and you know you know elevated the uh extremeness of said internet friends because there's just you know just more prone to staying in um yeah, and then uh, you know, Sino brought up the perfect, the you know, the perfect example is you know Ace coming in. Uh, you know, all, I mean, it was just like last night. Like I almost, I couldn't breathe that I was laughing so hard when <laughs> when Wu and Rick and Moose and everyone was like talking. Like I literally had to like take the headphones out and walk away because I was like grasping for breath that I was like laughing so hard. And it was just amazing. I haven't laughed that hard in a real long time. So it was crazy. <laughs> when was that? It was last night, Rick. Oh my God. Did you already forget? How drunk were you? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. PNT folks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for this idea of the, of the dual podcast here. Uh, really amazing idea. Lots of fun. Thanks for having us. And, you know, in the middle of this, I just realized that I never have done a war in C2J. Maybe I'll have to stop by. (laughs) Absolutely. Feel free to come see the shenanigans. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Say bye to the peeps. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.